generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Psalm 18, 28 to 39. For you, Lord, will light my lamp. Personalize this as we read. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. For by you, I can run against the troop by my God. I leap over a wall. As for God, whether I'm running or whether I'm leaping, I will do it perfectly. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength. It's not PDP. Otherwise, I won't have had strength for the last eight years. Uh, because they are no longer in power. It's not APC. Otherwise. Uh... It's not the villainy of uh, the 1980s. It is God. Who arms me with strength? He has no predecessor. He has no successor. He needs no delegate to vote him into power. He has no godfather. No manipulator. He needs no thug or MC cause on the street is, is anybody hear what i'm saying today is that it is god who arms me so the ammunition of god is strength that's why the joy of the lord is your strength so when the enemy is trying to take your joy is trying to take your ammunition from you because it said with joy you will draw water out of the wells of salvation which means you can strip me of every opportunity but if i got my joy i've got my strength and if i got my strength by my god i can run through a multitude of bills and overwhelming struggles and challenges i can leap over a wall so that when they said we need somebody with five years experience well i don't have five years experience in the natural but i have eternal experience in the ancient of days and if god says it's mine i'm going for it if god shows me the picture i'll reach for it if i sense in my spirit that it's for me some may trust in horses and some may trust in chariots but well trust in the name of the lord who am i speaking to today who knows their strength is in the name of the lord and the name of the lord is like a strong tower that the righteous will run into it and he hears safe high five your name and tell that person God arms me with strength he does not harm me he arms me and I love the part that says he makes my way perfect 
which means look at what it said the verse before he said the way of the lord is perfect go go back to that verse for as for god his way is perfect but when you see verse 32 he said that god makes my way perfect which means that if you leave me to myself i am like a cow with bad wheel alignments have you ever tried to drive a car before when the alignment was not right and the wheels were not balanced if you take your hands off the steering wheel what happens iphone one iphone two iphone three it's about going off course so god says i will hold the steering wheel of your life so that if naturally you are crooked i'll strengthen you sometimes it's a path that needs straightening because our paths are crooked sometimes we are the paths who are crooked and god says i may crooked because human beings are paths jesus said i am the way so a human being can be a way and some of you entered into some relationships and you got away away start looking like away do my my way look at your neighbor say god is making your ways perfect because sometimes I see you walking like this. Sometimes I see you cheat with cheaters. Sometimes I see you shout on Sunday. But by Tuesday you're already doing like this. But there is a God in heaven who says I can give you a louder shout on a Wednesday afternoon. With the hot sun and dripping sweat on your brow. I can bring my strength into the midst of the frustration, frustration that you're going through. I don't know who exactly this one is for. But there are so many crooked things in your life right now. That you wish there was a way to make it straight well you don't have to wish because when god sees your way and it's not perfect he uses his way to perfect your way somebody's way is about to be recalibrated you mix the mark in february you lost the way in april you stuttered and stumbled in june but i see the hand of god coming upon the steering wheel of your soul and aligning you on order and telling you you mixed it three years ago but i'm the god of all flesh here is the beautiful thing about God. God is not like your mechanic. He's not like the automobile expert that says, where is the car? Oh yeah, bring it. And when you bring it, he has to go under and the car must be with him at real time. Well, when God wants to straighten your path, you may have lost your way seven years ago, but because it's the ancient of days, he can go back in time and realign and recalibrate where you missed it, whether it was a relationship that went bad or the school you went to where you lost it. There was a place where it dropped there was a place you lost it there was a place when the fear started you weren't born without fear you weren't born without weakness you weren't born without insecurity there was a place where the axe had dropped and god says i am all i will stretch my hands into your history into the bed of fornication where you lost your sanity and purity i'll pull you out of it the pieces of you that were broken so that now you have self-doubt well if you have self-doubt don't have god doubt because if you believe in god god can give you yourself back yes 
Strengthen the pot, Lord. Strengthen the pot, Lord. Because you see, it makes no difference how nice the car is. If the pathway is crooked, the driving will be rough. Sometimes the reason the road is rough is not because the car is bad. It's because the path is imperfect. So you are the right person, the right gift, the right mentality, but somehow everything is tough. Well, I see God saying, I am removing the roadblocks. I am bouncing the last mile officers. No disrespect. And all those people that are saying, wait till you carry. Now God I carry. You are about to enter into overdrive, into super drive, into extra drive, and uh, in the words of Gaze Baba, Elijah levels. He makes my way perfect. So that when people look at me, they'll be like, uh-uh, but boy, in the extra year now, this guy had an extra year. Oh, that, that girl. Oh, I know, I know. And, 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 she took out a few babies. That was then. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Because according to what she did, she should not have a beautiful marriage. But there is a God who can use the basket to fetch water and put the calabash to shame. Y'all didn't hear what I just said? He can plug the holes in your life with grace and his mercy and give you a brand new beginning. He can rework and reshape and remodel and reorganize and reconstruct. And I don't know who exactly this one is for, but stop whining and wailing over what the blood was shed for. Stop going down and under trying to beat yourself over. He said by his stripes you were healed, not by your stripes. Your stripes can't heal nothing. That's why you've been strapping yourself, you're still hurt. You've been cutting yourself, you're still bleeding. You've been assaulting yourself and you, you've been beating yourself with guilt and you're still with the coconut hair. But can you hand it over to Jesus who says, I specialize in molding murdered clay and broken jars. I, I know what it feels like to pick disconcerted puzzles and put them together until something so remarkably beautiful comes out of it. I don't know who it is, but your life is going to be a masterpiece. In fact, your life is a masterpiece. Just a work in progress. Give me my scripture. We're just reading the text. Verse 33. 33. He makes my feet. Hippity hop. Hippity hop. Ta -da -da. Have you seen a deer in flight? So graceful. It tiptoes on the rough edges of the rocks. The things that cause other feet to be blistered and broken and gashed and torn. The hind is not left behind even though it be a hind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I just hear the sound in my spirit. The struggle is over. I'm not sure who exactly is going to see you again today. I'm not sure who exactly it is for. But the struggle is over. 
said he makes my feet like the feet of deer and he sets me on my well I thank God for your high place I thank God for the heights that God has taken you in himself and I will clap and celebrate and admire the work of God in your life but listen I'm not here to drool over your high place I've got mine Oh, envy is admiration that has lost its way. I'm not going to be envious of you because I admire what God is doing in you and the same God in your life is the God in mine. I don't serve man-made God. Man-made God. Man-made God. Man-made God. Man, I will never worship Never worship, never ever worship, ever worship. I will never ever, ever ever worship. My made God, my Yemoja God, Yemoja God. I will never ever, ever ever ever. It's actually man made God. But because people deal with man made spirits. <laughs> he makes my feet. I want to encourage somebody today because, see, for some of us, the problem is not our way. The way is right, but our feet are wrong. So our steps are wrong. God is not just the God who fixes your way, He fixes your feet. And your feet have to do with the infrastructure for your movement. So for some of us, we have the wrong footing. We're in the right place. But we have the wrong footing. God says, I'll fix that too. God is the doctor, but is also the civil engineer. God is the civil engineer who fixes the road. And also the doctor who fixes the legs and the shoes and everything keep going give me some speed now he teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend <laughs> a bow of bronze keep going you have also given me the shield of your salvation your right hand has held me up your gentleness has made me great you enlarged my path under me so that my feet did not sleep I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed verse 38 I have wounded them so that they could not rise they have fallen under my feet. Anybody blessed already? Please go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13. God arms me with strength. Fixes my artillery. 
Let's read this together, just this verse, because the remaining verses now speak about the armor of God. And for time's sake, we can't look at that. And that's not the primary meat of the matter. The primary meat of the matter is stand strong. But you can study that. Whole of Ephesians chapter 6, it actually contrasts um, or aligns or mirrors Psalms chapter 18. Psalms 18, we see God strengthening the believer who is David and keeping him with resources in with armor. In Ephesians 6, we see God doing that to the New Testament believer, strengthening the believer, but strong in the Lord, the power of his might, and then he gives him clothes, right? Ephesians 6, 13, let's read together, count of three to one. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all who how come people are still sitting here? How can people are still? Let's really stand in. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to... One more time, let's read together. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to... stand. Father, this is your prophetic word to us today as a house. And we stand upon this word. Thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Bringing light and illumination. Exploding wisdom in our hearts. Pouring forth encouragement into every portion of our contemplation. And bringing us into a new level of capacity in God. Father, now we thank you because depression is judged. Anxiety is crushed. Fear is banished. Weakness is obliterated. Grace is multiplied. Jesus is glorified. And the voice of the Spirit is amplified in our hearts, in our lives, and everywhere we go. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Please look for three people. High five them with a palm burn and blister inducing high five. And tell them, stand strong. And you may be seated. Stand strong. The primary thing I want to, want to do today, this Sunday, is to give you uh, an activation of strength. The strength of God is on the inside of you as a believer. You have the capacity of God on the inside of you. But your revelation of that strength will determine how much of it you utilize and engage. And part of what we want to do is also to make sure that in the middle of the frustrations everywhere in the world, in Nigeria, in your space, that you're able to flourish no matter what. Can I just say with a show of hands, is there anybody here who has experienced some degree frustration at some point or the other? Frustration. If frustration was a human being, I'm almost sure to be a Nigerian. Like, for real, right? I mean, just think about a typical person, maybe in Lagos, Nigeria, he has to wake up, the average person possibly going to wake up about 5 a.m. So, you know, for the early risers, typical person, maybe that's if he got any sleep at all, right? He's going to wake up about 5 a.m. And then depending on where he lives and what he does, he's most likely going to have to go and fetch water. And he's going to fetch water in darkness. Uh, if he has a generator, he has, uh, and I, I better pass my neighbor generator. He's leaving in the face me, I slap you into 1988 apartment. <laughs> 
right? He's living in that kind of place where it's possibly awoken with a croaking. Or, or is that what it's called? The croaking of chicken? The, 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 the croaking of frogs. What, what, do, what do chickens do? The crowing. Thank you very much, uh, all the vet doctors and poultry owners amongst us. The crowing of, of chicken, cockerel. Wake up! Right? He has all of that. And then the smell that wakes him up is not the dew of the morning. It's fermented feces or something like that. Or the pellets that have been donated by the stubborn goats they've won many times. Not to run through the central corridor of the face me, I slap your apartment. I know you don't want anybody to know where you grew up. But look at your neighbor and say, I feel for people like that. <laughs> but that's, that's average Nigerian. I hope you know that if you can afford a smartphone, you're not an average Nigerian. Because many average Nigerians cannot afford an iPhone. But because they feel they cannot not afford not to have one, they end up stealing. Or manipulating. Or buying the second-hand version. Are you following this? So this guy has to wake up that way. He has a generator that possibly does not work. He tries to start it. The generator is mocking him. <laughs> <laughs> Frustration. He never asked to be born in Nigeria. Frustration. Then eventually he says, okay, well, let me go and have my bath. But he has to queue up. And he has to tell Bodakasali, Bodakasali, me walain yo, me walain yo. And to back by me, ajago, ajago. Emi o namalo, emi moniska, niska, emi o potebu. He has to deal with that. Someone say Frustration. Eventually, somebody takes his turn. Whilst he's having his bath, somebody takes his towel. Or, after he's applied the soap on his body, the water finishes. Oh, come on. Y'all, you've experienced that before. Who hasn't experienced that before? Or, Nepa takes life. Alright, if you have not experienced that, you were trying to use hot water. Next thing, cold water entered. The frustration is on different levels. So you started using hot water. But in the middle of the service. The temperature became cold. Are you following this now? Then eventually he has to get on the bus. When he gets on the bus early in the morning. People are shouting on his head. It's like I'm not a prayer point. Stop shouting at me. Shouting. All the angst and all the frustration. Then it gets in the bus. Ah, well, it will change you. If you already change you. It will 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 change you. It normal. Frustration. He's trying to say, okay, pastor said pray on the go, pray in the spirit, do the chant. He's trying to pray. Next thing, boom. The conductor's uh, overgrowth. Mobile landscape. The vegetation overgrowth there is sponsoring an odoriferous saga. 
Kong Gagantuan Gaga. The conductor has taken it to another level. Because of the acidity and the salinity of the sweat, he can literally conduct things. No wonder the guy shocks you. Frustration. Gets to work. I'm painting some people's scenario and we're all just laughing. But some of us, that's our life. Look at Abel say, I feel you. If you're not sure you feel them, say, I'm trying. Eventually gets to work. When it gets to work, the boss is shouting on his head. He thinks the boss is wicked. No, the boss is only passing on the frustration that he had on the way to work. And because he has to interface with many frustrated people, he has learned the language of frustration. So it's a frustrated community filled with frustrated people, frustrated fathers and mothers, frustrating their children, frustrated husbands, frustrating their wives. And you know women, they are multipliers. You give them frustration, they give you frustrated. They give you frustration, the Netflix series. Episode one, two, three, four. Break, season two. You're wondering, what did I do? You wrote the script. And the script is always lighter than the camera they used to shoot the movie. So it's the real killer. killer. So the script, you know, we men, we just make light of it because the script is paper. The kind of recording machine they have. You will be explaining the same thing again. Two months. Hallelujah. Can we celebrate all the fathers in the house? Ask Dr. Wise, he knows all about it. Ordinary small seed is sold, twins. So, one little thing you put in the woman, boom, as it is physically, so it is emotionally, positively and negatively. That's why some ladies here are still wishing that Belumi Mawak Beluwa. Who's Belumi, their first boyfriend? It's a very sweet guy until he became bitter without eating bitter cola. So I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping. Stop hoping. Belumi is now married with three children from two different women. One in Germany, one in South Africa. Yeah, in Nigeria. Half of a jackpot plans. Maybe that's not the story for some of us. Maybe the story is this whole money matter we've been talking about. Your skill set, check. Passion, check. Timeliness, check. Honor portion, check. Everything, check. But Nigeria said, this one million, you will never have it. Just when it's about to be one million. Eh, eh. Ah, oh, my dad, that sweet. How about Eh, too bad. Me, you feel stressed. Me, you feel stressed. Me, you feel stressed. So, me, you need to be able to buy for me 200K. My dad died in a few weeks. But you already know. It ain't coming back. It ain't coming back. Can, can, can I talk right now? 
Am I on, on anybody's page right now? If your parents join the live stream, shout we care. But if you can shout, can, can I talk some? <laughs> Money you've tried. You know you've tried. Said, Take this course. You took it. Take this one. Took it. The only one they're taking now is cross. Frustration. We know what it feels like. How about your health? You know, I was telling, I was telling my wife, I said, my heart really goes out, and I'm not being bad in any way. I really mean it. Goes out to people that have to lose weight for medical reasons. Why? Because me, I don't have to lose weight, at least through the vis visible, visible dimension. I don't have to lose weight. I have an exercise regime, but the way I've broken the regime is like military coup. <laughs> right? So I was thinking to myself that what if I actually had to lose seven kilograms, 10 kilograms? How demanding would it be? So for some of us, that's the frustration right now. They said, do crunches. You did crunches. They said, did plank. You became a plank of wood. They said, use roller. Use roller, roll on, roll over, roll out. They said, cut carbs. You say, I've never eaten carbs. They say it's carbohydrate. They say, ah, okay. <laughs> they said, remove red meats. You said, even meat, fish, egg, I will not eat. However, to you, to you, your eyes, you had lost weight. But when you stood on the scale, the scale said, no, it was like mercy. And said, so you are now weighing 58.8 kilograms from 59 kilograms. You have lost 200 grams after six weeks. Somebody shout frustration. Am I helping anybody today? For some of us, now this thing, this one, you have tried. You say, uh, people, like, if you have your belly like this, reverse your belly. <laughs> said, it's stout. I don't drink stouts. They say it's water. They say it's not alkaline enough. Ah. Someone say, well, holler. For some of us, it's not that. For some of us, it's this husband issue. God, who did I kill? Who did I kill? I'm not asking for polyandry. I don't need many husbands. Just one. Just this one has one God. God, do you mean of all the sons you have? None of them can see me as I'm standing like this. Am I invisible? God, you are the immortal, the invisible, the only wise God. I am not invisible. Can I talk right now? I have prayed, I have fasted, I have positioned, I have postured, I have done etiquette. I don't wear heels, but because of husband, I stay wearing heels. They say use lipstick. I use lipstick. Then I use lipstick. I start using stick buckle after a while. 
I've seen vision, dream, received prophecy. They says toward the prophecy. See my voice notes. Plenty. From prophecies at different places. I see a man in your life. He's not so tall, but he's very dark and very handsome. He's an anointed. I see a spirit of Jehu. He shall ride furiously. I just came to help my daughters. Is it all right if I if I get the conversations out of your head? Because the fact that I don't talk about it does not mean I'm not praying about it. Mister, I told God I want to marry daughters out. Wedding is doing me. I've done only two or three this year. What are all these fine faces for? We receive men. The right kind of men. I'm not talking about mental men. Mentor, mentor, mentor. Some men, one more toss it Am I too loud already? Should I raise the the volume? Frustration. For some people, is spiritual frustration. You have said to the Lord, God, I remember school days when I used to wake up with the voice of an archangel at 2 a.m. Lekula Buzavina Maya. But these days, Nakula I define by Midnight. Midnight. I'm not waking up. I'm not sleeping. I don't even know what I'm doing. All I see is 5 a.m. Wake up. It's time to wake up. I'm not in NYC camp, but you see this now. So prayer. You do remember the last time we did one hour unbroken. One hour. You cannot. But all of a sudden, even though you are a blood brother, blood sister, you do vigil. Netflix series. They have your name on it. Very soon, cast at the end, they will put your name because you acted alongside from your <laughs> behind the scenes. Passive actors from Nigeria. Insert name. Frustration. We know what it feels like, but can I encourage you? There is no one who's used by God who will be frustration free. Everyone God used in the Bible, they had seasons of frustration. We're going to come to our text, but let me start by talking about Noah. You know, Pastor Vicky, I was thinking about Noah a couple of days ago. And it occurred to me that people say, you know what, build according to pattern. If you build, it will work. If you build, people will... Noah, God said build an ark. What is an ark? He started explaining. An ark is an archaeological, agricultural, agronomical, humanicanal, uh, preservatory. Uh, how many of you tried to define certain things in your school and you were saying rubbish? You knew it was rubbish, but you were hoping to confuse the lecturer. That you get some mark for effort. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> it's an intelligent, intelligentia of the militant, extemporaneous humanistic environmental application of those who have done things according to Mr. Agbabiaka. That's the name of the lecturer. You set his name in the definition. 
You say some say, but Mr. Agbabi Akar once said, money spent in school is never wasted. So Noah was trying to do all of this stuff. Follow this, innocent. I love the way you're laughing, man. That's great. But see, follow this now. He had done all these things. Specification. P-L-T. Noah built the ark. The argument. Some say as long, uh, about 60 years. Some say over 100 years for him to build the ark. According to pattern. Gopher wood. People cannot find it till now. So either that wood was supernaturally created or after the flood, it didn't grow back. He used rare precise a whole ark and the bible calls him a preacher of righteousness noah preached only his family members bought his album somebody shout frustration only eight people noah his wife his three sons and their wives if a preacher preaches for five years and only plt coming around and members of the church say field field preacher field preacher are you following this? Because sometimes frustration does not mean you are failing. It means the relevance of what you are doing is in the future time. Preach. The Bible calls me a preacher of righteousness. He was preaching. In other words, preaching means to loudly and boldly and publicly proclaim. So he was shouting. People, there's a flood coming. God's judgment is coming. The only people that believed him is family. Then, according to the design, there's only one small window that was inside the ark. That means it was supernaturally ventilated. But please, let's think about it for a little while. Someone say, think about it. Do you think all the animals in the ark were observing their quiet time for all these days? Noah is finally in the flood. He's been building an ark for about a hundred years. Now he wants to rest. That's a lion saying good morning. Noah is like, what's good about this? Snake inside the ark. I sing inside the ark. Apollo inside the ark. All kinds of animals in the ark. Frustration. How about the poop? Some of you can't even stand your own gaseous donation. Your own. You are very shy to claim it. You cannot even own up. I personally believe that owning up to your fat in public is one of the greatest signs of integrity. <laughs> and sometimes you have to fall one people. Because to be forewarned, if you're in an enclosed space and you know that there's no way you can escape before the discharge, so ladies and gentlemen, as I make my way out, please fasten your seatbelt and kindly note that if there is any distortion in the rate of entropy in the atmospheric pressure, I might be responsible. Somebody shout frustration. Abraham, I will make you father of many nations. Then God now changed his name from exalted father Abraham to, a to Abraham, father of many nations. So everywhere he went, Father of many nations. <laughs> Father of many nations. 
Like some of you, God has given you a name concerning your destiny. And you're shy to announce it. Because you think it's a far cry from what God has called you. Frustration. Abraham. Then he finally, was, his wife was trying to help him. To have the baby. Help God. He said, go into my, my uh, slave. The servant girl. Back then, the slave belonged to the family. So they could do anything they wanted to do. Right? So he went into the slave. <laughs> he went to visit. Uh, just a quick tour. And, and when he went into the slave, they had the baby. Then they had the baby, Ishmael. Then the woman, Hagar, started taunting, giving attitude, showing herself. I <laughs> you don't have Sarah. Then the Sarah that told Abraham to do is stay halaying. Fathers in the house, honor and love your wives. But make sure you don't obey them if what they are saying is against what God has said. Because they will come back and blame you. And you must chop it though. So see frustration in Abraham's life. Then he has a child. After he has to wait for 25 years, then God said, take your son, your only son, whom thou lovest. So he's telling him, this is not Ishmael. This is Isaac. You know how God describes something. He has not told you the amount, but you already know what he's talking about. You are trying to negotiate with the Holy Spirit. Can you be? If we perhaps readjust. Take your son. So Abraham has to leave early in the morning. I'm sure he did not tell Sarah. Because Sarah would be like, you say what? You say what? Are you right? Went up. He's about to cut it. God said, cut, 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 cut what? Frustration. Moses. Frustration. Moses. Check that out. Moses' frustration did not start after what guns the desert. Moses' frustration started from, I mean, you are just a baby. Look at somebody say, I'm just a baby. Then they now carry you after three months inside ocean baskets when you are not on GRA. <laughs> put you. Put you. Ocean basket is never a place for those that might not get the cue. Put the boy in a basket and they didn't put him in the, the stream behind. Do you know how long the Nile is? Nile. River Nile. How many of you will feel good right now if someone put you in a basket like someone wants to date you and say, what, I'm taking you out. Because some people say they're taking you out there. They want to take you out. But you won't go out with them in the name of Jesus. And then the person now takes you to what's that? Lagos Marine. The Third Mainland Bridge. And puts you in a basket. It's just a play. They're just playing. Baby! You know, babies might not be able to articulate, but it does not mean they're dull. Or... So as the baby was dropping, ah! You want to leave me here? Wicked! Wicked! Wicked people, you want to leave me? Couldn't articulate it. And the one who was there, the bulrushes were there. So his frustration started, he must have had, I'm not sure, but there's a possibility that he had some infantile trauma that was waiting for a point to explode as anger. Are you following this now? You know, the Bible might not be advanced enough to put all the psychological timelines there. Are you following what I'm saying? 
in terms of the record keeping, not the wisdom. The wisdom more advanced. All of that frustration, then it begins to grow up in Egypt, knowing fully well that the Egyptians were slave masters and taskmasters. So he is Jew in his genes, but is Egyptian in his expression. Frustration. I'm a priest of God, but I have to watch them sacrifice things unto false gods in Egypt. Because many times when we read about the patriarchs, we just remove all the things that Daniel must have witnessed under Nebuchadnezzar. He must have been at some orgies or some baby sacrifice. Are you getting what I'm saying now? You know, we just disinfect it from our minds and act as if Nehemiah never drank something that was possibly polluted with a tinge of blood or something like that. Frustration. What I'm trying to say to you is the frustration is as old as man. And the frustration is not going to go anywhere. So I have to learn how to navigate it. Isn't it amazing? When you don't have money, you're frustrated you don't have money. Then when you have some money and everybody's asking you for money, you're frustrated. Then everybody's asking you for money. Then somehow life happens. You don't have the money again. You're frustrated that you used to have money. People used to disturb you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Frustrated that you're single. Then you get married. Then you're frustrated that your man wants to do it. Um, uh, 2 a.m. Frustrated. You don't have a job. Then you get a job. I'm frustrated that the boss is giving you the job that was once your prayer point. So how do I navigate frustration? We see in the life of David. David understood frustration. He understood what it meant to be outside in the woods. From records, we know that he was the last child. How many of you were frustrated being the last born? There are two kinds of last child or last children. Some were pampered, but some were frustrated. The pampered ones that did everything for you, that took care of you. But who was frustrated like that? When they say, it's time to wash clothes, shayo, shayo. And the worst one is you finish washing the plates standing on a stool because you were not tall enough to be over the sink. As you are stepping down, your mother comes with one away to stained big plate. And I'm malagomed everywhere. So, oh my dad, you're such a good washer. Say, so, mommy, now you be washer. You de wash me now. So David was the last child. He was frustrated with so many things. Ignored, put outside. He said, insane was I conceived. Iniquity was I brought forth. So he was in the wilderness. It's bad enough to be in the wilderness looking after sheep. Have you looked after animals before? Animals? Animals? Ah, animals. Right? And then a bear. He's a teenager. A bear is coming. As a teenager, you should just, just escape playing with teddy bear. Now there's a real bear coming against you. And you have, without any kind of training, grow the muscles and the sensitivity to be able to go after a bear and bring it down. Look at your neighbor. Say this frustration will not take me down. I will take it down. That conviction is not ringing loud in your voice. I said the frustration will not take you down. You will take it down. Frustrated. His ordination service, he was not there. God said to Samuel, go and anoint one of the sons of Jesus. 
Jesus brought all the sons. He did not bring David. In other words, according to Jesus' mind, this one is not really that important. Otherwise, he would have been there, even if it was to witness. They had to go and bring him. I don't know who this word is for, but I sense so strongly in my spirit that there's a Davidic dimension that God is bringing somebody into, somebody who has endured weeks and months of frustration. Maybe you even got into self-doubt and overwhelm. I prophesy to you under God that the frustration is broken. The chains and the cycles of those patterns are completely obliterated over your life in the name of Jesus. I affirm by the ministry of mercy that you are out of the frustration. You are out of the cycle. You are out of the stress. High five somebody beside you and tell them stand strong. He has to deal with all of that. Then eventually they call him. Go and, go and look after your brothers. How the David deal with the low times in his life. For many of us, we look at Bible characters and we think about the highlights. How about the low lights? Because there was always light. Because God was always with them. And that's why it says in that text, go to Psalm chapter 18. He said, the Lord will lighten my lamp. He will illuminate me. Psalm chapter 18, verse 28. He says, the Lord will lighten my lamp. He will illuminate me. He will put light upon my life. One of the very first things that you must have to deal with frustration is that there must be light. Why? Because everything appears worse when there's no light. We exaggerate the issue when there's no light. When the doctor sends a report and you don't know what it means, all of a sudden you're going on Google. You're already saying, ah, maybe it's cancer. Ah, maybe it's lundodototritis. Maybe it's kundonogodamanotritis. You begin to compound it and give it twins and boys' quarters in your head. Who's been there before? When you didn't know what it was and you were feeling overwhelmed and perturbed. When it looked like you, the first thing you're going to need is to see your frustration in the light of God. I'm not saying make your frustration light, but I'm saying make light of your frustration. What is that thing that is against you? He said, God, you will light my lamp and you will enlighten my darkness. Why? I know that there is a way out of this thing. It says the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the weapon to deal with frustration is not willpower, is not determination, is not setting your goals and all. The weapon is still the word of God. I'm happy the Cooper testified this morning and he spoke about the declaration and how some of us, in my mind, I was thinking because of the week, that how many people are still using that as a powerful tool, as a powerful weapon? How many of you have it on schedule by 6 a.m. or 12 noon or 6 p.m. where you take the word of God and you begin to decorate your life and decimate the mountains and break it down? I do not know who exactly this particular word is for, but there is a line of that declaration that has been coming to your mind over and over again. That is the weapon for the season in your life. That is the weapon and God is going to bring down what the enemy meant for evil. He's going to bring it down. I rise in my spirit and I come against every weight that is dragging you down. Everything that has been pulling you down. Everything that has been weighing you down. There is somebody, a customers have been owing you. All of a sudden it feels like all the customers are owing you. I pray by the ministry of mercy. There is restoration of everything that you have been owed in the name of 
of Jesus. That amen sounds like he needs some food. I said there's a restoration of all your being old. In the name of Jesus. Let your amen resound like thunder. The word. The word in the armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6. Do you know every piece of that armor is a manifestation of the word? Every piece. The breastplate of righteousness. How is righteousness given by the seed of the word of God? We're made righteous through our faith in the word of God. The shield of faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. David said that God you give me a shield. That means that the state of your shield is a function of your faith. Because faith is a shield, is a defense. See, faith is not only for acquisition, it's also for protection. And many times we're quick to celebrate what we acquired by faith, but we're not quick to recognize what we're protected from by faith. Faith is a shield. It does not only get, it stops you from getting hit. So sometimes the proof of your faith is not what you got, it's what didn't get to you what didn't touch you what didn't bring you down what didn't weigh you down you heard the news three years ago you'd have cried all over but now you hear it and you go God what's next and all of a sudden you begin to see the visions of God rise from the inside of you and people start asking ah you're not even moved you're not even touched well the Bible says none of these things move me Psalms chapter 16 David said I have set the Lord continually before me because he's at my right hand I shall not be moved can I have can I have about six people on stage real quick six people on stage real quick just stay on this hand on this side just band yourselves together hold yourselves together you are you, you six people you are like god yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. hold yourself together this is like god this is like no, face this way like a circle like a circle like a circle like a circle yeah and i want guys to be close to me because i want to <laughs> right so this is like god is a will within the will don't move don't move it's a will within the will he said i've said the lord continually before me because he's at my right hand in other words, my focus determines my defense. My focus determines my fortification. If what I'm seeing is defeat, I'll be weak. If what I'm seeing is frustration alone, I'll be down. But the Bible says, but we see Jesus. Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus. He is the author. Uh, he's the author. He's the author. He's the author. I'm the book. He's the author. He writes no bad books. He's the best accountant. His books are always up to date. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, because I'm my right hand, I shall not be moved. Bandy. So things are trying to move me, but I'm not moved. Because God, this God is being moved. God, don't be moved. He said, I shall not be moved. Somebody shout, I'm standing where I'm standing. But so many people are seated. Somebody say, I'm standing where I'm standing. 
the bills may come the hills may rise the struggles may persist the circumstance may be difficult but because God is at my right hand God is my source of strength I am not going to be moved I pray for somebody who has been feeling weak recently you have been feeling like oh God where are you oh God where are you God what was going on you will not be moved you will that 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 that, that, that amen sounds like in its reinforcement you will not be moved rather you will be the one to move things you will not be removed you will remove obstacles shall not be moved somebody shout i shall not be moved i shall not be moved i shall not be moved i'm looking unto jesus he's the author he's also the finisher i like jesus his ink never runs out if I started the story, he'll finish it. His pages never run out. If I started the book, he'll complete it. His goodwill never runs out. If it starts out in favor, he will finish it. His power never runs out. In Isaiah 40, he says, Have you not heard? Do you not know that the God, the everlasting God, he's never weary? Neither does he run out of strength. He said, He gives strength to those who are weary and He gives might to the weak. He says, They that wait upon the Lord. What shall happen to them? They shall renew their strength. This service today is a strength renewal service. Is your strength being renewed already? They shall renew their strength. But when you get the strength, don't stand in just one place. He said, What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're gonna run and you're not going to be weary. Is there anybody getting ready to run? David lived before Isaiah. But Governor B, David already knew that strength was for running. Because after he said that God answered with strength, he said, by that God, I can run through a troop. Is there anybody who's getting ready to run through what they've been scared of? To run through what they've been held by? To run through that thing that has been imposed on itself? That's what David did literally against Goliath. When he saw Goliath, the Bible says, he ran through. Why? He said, you come against me with star swords and with spears, but I come against you in the name of the Lord and what is the name of the Lord a strong tower in other words I'm coming in strength and when you have strength you don't dilly dally when you have strength you're not tentative when you have strength you're not limited when you have strength you're going to run can I get any running warrior any running ruler any running king in here who is running through that obstacle that has been telling you you will never go beyond this level you will never own your own car you will never see the gifts of the spirit manifest in your life you will never raise disciples unto god you will never break that addiction you will never get another job that devil is a that devil is a that devil is a what let god be true and let every man and every demon in hell be a liar i will break through i will rise beyond it i will move beyond the limits i will overcome somebody give the lord a shout i'm getting 
getting ready to close just came to encourage somebody today high five your neighbor say don't fear it I want to give you a few F's don't fear it don't fear it go laugh he looks big but don't fear him the giants they look big but don't fear them you know that when you watch many sumo wrestling and you see all those people Yokozuna used to be very popular then they look like 200 Michelin tires all stacked up together they look like 500 bags of cement all stacked together they looked big and strong but how many of you know that from a strategic point if you are able to hold the right places you can whip them down Samson understood that even when he had no eyes he had no eyes that gotched out his eyes you know the story look at your neighbor say be careful where you lay your head so they don't take out your eyes I once put it this way on a white paper post uh, in computing terms uh, when it was uh, that Samson uh, gave or Delilah rather gave Samson her laptop uh, and she made his hardware crash all in a flash uh, but Samson's eyes were gone and he asked uh, for a little boy he said where are the pillars if I can lay my hands on the pillars I understand architecture and civil engineering that many big buildings they have some core pillars and if you can take down the core pillars everything will come crashing down I want to show you the two core pillars that keep the infrastructure of the devil standing in the place are you ready are you ready to pull them down number one is fear somebody shout no fear here shout like you're a mobilized soldier now when you say this time think about every fear you've ever had the fear of dying young the fear of running out of money the fear of living without a husband forever the fear of never having a child the fear of not fulfilling destiny the fear of not fulfilling your ministry the fear of never entering the promise now shouted no fear here shout it three more times with meaning with a picture in your mind crush the fear under your feet crush it crush it the fear of not having a child the fear of your child dying at 10 the fear of this and the other I crush that pillar of fear I break it down we deal with every form of fear we deal with every form of fear this frustration what may want to sponsor fear but no fear here but the Bible says the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked when the came against me they stumbled and they fell even when those came to try to eat my flesh he says the Lord he stood by me you will not have divorce you will not lose your baby you will not lose your mind it gets better for you every new day new light every new day new opportunity somebody shout yes Paul said to Timothy God has not given you the spirit of fear but of love of power 
have a sound mind. So Paul is saying fear is a spirit. It can travel from body to body. So apart from dealing with fear in your life, deal with fear in your space. Teach people around you how to talk to you. We don't talk like that here. When your uncle or your brother, your answer, ah, Rora, marriage, man, after five years. Say, I understand why you mean uncle with all due respect, but my own is different. Are you hearing this? My story is different. I will learn from your wisdom. My path is the path of the joss. It shines how? Brighter and how many of you are grateful that your path is not part by Nepa? that your path does not need one uncle Kasali, sorry Kasali to join the tape and to join the wire for it to part on your destiny is part by God and then it gave you an internal power generating system called the dunamos the holy ghost what does that mean when you are feeling low you can charge yourself high are you here you carry an, a pre-installed power system that's you starting the generator see sometimes you have to exaggerate it for it to balance as you are praying slow everything is doing slow slow and when your neighbor say what is going on you say Jesus is no fear here no fear you've heard it before in the Bible 365 times Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. One for each day. You know the interesting thing? When the Bible was written, it was not the Gregorian calendar. There are 365 days that was being used. You had the Mayan calendar, you had the Hebrew calendar, and many other calendars. God already foresaw a time like this. Jesus knows everything, has seen everything, and he has concluded nothing is so huge that it deserves your fear. So fear not. See, if someone who didn't know everything said fear not, he'd be like, ah, you don't know now. Maybe the, Jesus has said, what's the worst? Death, right? Let me show you something. Please remain standing. We're, we're done. But let me show you something about how David dealt with it. Go to Psalm 22. Remain standing, please. Psalm 22 very quickly. As you listen with your spirit, you can also pray under your breath. See this now. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groan? This is David. Who used this? Jesus. David had no idea that his life was a picture. So he had to go through some things because he was a son of David. But why is the son coming before the father? Because God ends before he finishes. You all didn't get that? Olusheya, come. Dami, come. Come, 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 come. That's David. You're Jesus. This is David. This is Jesus. Jesus, when it comes, is called who? The son of David. 
is David. God had Jesus in mind when David was being raised. But David was going to be a prototype of Jesus. He was going to be king. He was going to be priest. He was going to be prophet. He's going to be the psalmist because you have to speak to yourselves in spiritual and in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Are you seeing? So David has to be multidimensional because through him, God will show the manifold wisdom of God in the Old Testament. He has to be able to fight because the believer must be able to fight wearing the armor of God. He must be able to worship because the believer must offer up worship. He must be able to raise because the believers must raise disciples. Are you seeing that? He has to be a shepherd because Jesus would shepherd his flock. Are you here? He had to hide in caves because Jesus would be buried in the pits. He has to be attacked by Saul, the king, because Jesus must be attacked by Herod. So David is busy living his life gently, but God has a global calendar. So some things you're going through is because you're a prototype of a movement, of a tribe, of a generation, of a family, of a kind of children, of a kind of mother, of a car. Are you seeing that now? So David comes, he's not a perfect reflection because shadows always have distortions. They just give the general outline. But you have to be very close to know, ah, that's pill and shadow. Right? And if you're a woman and you know the shadow, I might get interested. <laughs> if you study my husband so much, you know his shadow. Are you the snake in the monkey shadow? All right. So you see that now. So Jesus uses exactly this word. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross? David is saying that. Let's run real quick. Give it to me. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night seasons, and I'm not silent. Keep going, keep going, keep going. But you are holy and throned. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted. And you did what? Delivered them. Verse 5. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm. <laughs> I have nobody. You know a worm? No spine. Weak. It can, be, it can be easily crushed. Overruled. Overtaken. And all of that. It says that's where I am. Oh God. Just help me now. And so forth and so forth. Please go all the way. Go all the way to verse 16. 16. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced what? Did he ever pierce David's hands and feet? He was speaking. He thought he was doing poem. Metaphor. He was prophet. People are going to be writing Facebook posts, Instagram posts that have been relevant for a hundred years. I know I'm one of them. I release the grace upon somebody. Fifty years from now, marriages PLT receive it will still be healed by what you thought was a casual life experience you were sharing. They're being received. All the writers in the house and some people who don't even know their writers yet receive prophetic precision. You know that thing that happened last week where two people testified and said the spirit of death broke off them. I've gotten that on post, post, article, writing on Instagram. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to give life a chance again. I won't end it now. A post. David was writing a psalm, a poem. 
and he was so precise was writing about Jesus please go go to next verse next verse next verse next verse I can count all my bones <laughs> they look at me and say how can you count a bone when somebody's been asphyxiated the rib cage expands so on the cross you can't see the bones because who are the medical doctors am I right the chest has to expand it's trying to take in more air keep going they divide my garments among them and my clothing. This was what happened to Jesus. And there's no record that this literally happened to David. But he was a poet, but a prophet. So when I rhyme, also know that I'm also speaking for things in your life to rhyme. It's not just word play. I play on words, but I don't play with the word. Count of my bones. Cast lots. Verse 19. Look at what it said. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. Oh, my strength. Hasten to help me. Go to verse 22. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Verse 24. For he has not despised nor about the affliction and all of that and all of that now please go to verse 28 for the kingdom is the Lord's so you see redemption is for royalty so all that pierce and all that garment is for the kingdom the kingdom is the Lord and he rules over the nations all the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship and all who go down to the dust shall bow before him even he who cannot keep himself alive verse 30 a posterity shall serve him i it will be recounted of the lord to the next generation they will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has now what is the next verse next chapter the lord is mine so he established that the shepherd already died for me so there is nothing that wants to kill me now that the shepherd will run away from me for. Because he has already died for me. His death made me his sheep. So when I was a goat and I was not even worth taking care of, he already died. How much more now that I'm his sheep? This is now the confidence where he begins to say, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside. Everywhere is cooler. God wants to give somebody a hug right now. So it makes me lie down. He says, yeah, do I walk through? This one is not, I'm believing. I trust him. Someone has already died for me. So I will fear no evil. Someone say, I will fear no evil. So fearlessness is rooted in the revelation of redemption. God cannot purchase me and wait for frustration to reclaim me he paid in full someone say he paid his dues he's paid in full last scripture I want to read to you for today but then just be like ah God you shifted timeline I have not shifted Psalm 56 from verse 3 thank you guys you can Psalm 56 verse 3 
afraid, what will I do? I will trust. So trust is the response to the invitation to fear. I will trust in you. What's the next line? In God, I will praise his word. Why? His word is the light. His word makes light of my frustration. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh? They will say, he said all flesh is grass CEO flesh, grass pastor flesh, grass apostle flesh, grass the closest flesh has gone to is to absorb light for some moments of transfiguration Moses, Jesus in the flesh but flesh has never been transmogrified into spiritual essence so flesh is still if there's light, it's grass with light Anointing is grass, which means that there is a condition of humanity that will make even the most anointed person say, if it's possible, let this cup pass me by. Jesus was given the spirit without measure. So it's okay to have moments where you feel, God, what's up? It's okay. And fathers, it's okay to cry. It's okay for your heart to break. God is not impressed by your jingoism and coconut headism tears it's all right but here's the deal what can flesh do to me what did they do to him they killed him but the spirit raised them verse five real quick all day they twist my words that's what they said he this man said he will tear down the physical temple and build it back they're twisting his words all their thoughts are against me for evil they gather together they hide they mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life verse seven Shall they escape by iniquity and anger? Cast down the peoples of God. Verse 8. You number my put my tears into your bottle. Are they not? In other words, God has booked everything in your life, including your tears. God understands. Your husband may never understand it the way you do. Your wife may never get it. Sometimes in marriage, you give people empathy on credit until we're able to evolve and then get to know it. But that's fine because your wife is not God and your husband is not God. And putting the God pressure on them will lead to protracted expectations or even disappointments. But God says, I got you. And so one of the things God said I should say is tell the people, stop pouring your frustrations on people. Because no human's bottle is big enough to collect all your tears. They may not know. Yeah, that's good. If you want to clap, it's good. You know, David said, the Lord is my cup. God can handle it. So he said, cast in all your cares. First Peter 5 and 6, when homies on the mighty hand of God shall exalt you in due time. Cast in all your cares upon him for he cares for you. So pour your frustration on who? On who? God. Moses missed it. Ever so often he would do that, but one day he was tired. Give us water. Give us water. We not agree, yo. We not agree. Give us water. Give us water. Give us. The guy's like, are you right? I've done all these things for you all these years. I'm not on salary. But salary. To 
took a rod that was a weapon of the supernatural and he struck the rock. Paul was the one who had the revelation that Moses actually beat Jesus because that rock was Jesus that followed them. So Jesus, Moses smote God and he lost access. What am I trying to say? Many things in your life that are causing frustration, they are not the real things. They are the symbols and the sponsors. But there's a spiritual substance behind the scenes that God wants to develop your character for. Are you following this? Moses couldn't have known that was Jesus. But Paul says to the Corinthians, they drank from a spiritual rock and Moses struck that rock. The first thing is fear. I can't teach you the second thing. But the second thing is fainting. Fainting. Frustration can never overcome you except you faint. That's why Revelations is full of he that is faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. So the primary thing that deals with fear is the light of God's word. The primary thing that deals with fainting is prayer. And Jesus told them a parable saying to them, men ought always to pray and not to. Why? Fainting is what happens when praying stops. So light is supposed to feed prayer. And prayer has many forms. When we declare, see after me, that's prayer. When you're meditating and speaking words, that's prayer. Speaking to the Lord, that's prayer. Stretching your soul and crying, sometimes without words, that's prayer. Prophetic, governmental, territorial instruction, that's prayer. Intercessory role in the place, that's prayer. So prayer has many forms. So Jesus said, pray always. So one of my longest prayers is meditative prayers. That's where the ideas, the instructions come. This meditative prayer. I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm praying, I'm thinking, I'm speaking to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for light. Thank you. I'm writing. That does not replace consecrated bands of time. You, you see that. So you pray. Jesus says to them, pray that you enter not into temptation. So temptation is a room. And prayerlessness gives you access to it. You notice that when you are very prayed up, temptations don't catch you easily. Because it's very difficult to deny the person you talk to often. Do you see? Can we raise our hands up to heaven? I will not faint. We've prayed against fear. Say, I will not faint. I will not faint. I will not quit. I will not give up. I will not throw in the towel. I will not throw in the towel. I will not faint. I will not faint. I will not faint. I will not faint. We learn in the first service, but strong and courageous. God wants me to tell somebody, go again. Go again. Ask again. Ask again. Knock again. Knock again. Knock again. Go again. Rani Kasovradi Badala Simbro Hatida. Brigadebra Sopalin the Nakush. Vribagovle de Bruna Kapali Brigadele Badobra Kibatabada. Razovede Beretike Villa Dobra Kibataba. Zovalida Bradibashina Bralekabata. Vezubrada Mina Katabalando Vrigibaladina. Zovriga Bashina Brala Kovalida Bradatada. 
Can we just make it intense in the time that we have left? You know, fainting doesn't always manifest outside. Many times people faint internally before they faint externally. And by fainting externally, they just stop. They just stop. A pastor friend of mine said to me, Pastor, that man, I, I just, we must never get tired. He said, I know many people that right now, they're doing, if you look at their work, is good, but they're tired. He said, I know them. You must never get tired. Find a way to renew the strength. If you need to take a break, and you know if you're on the service team, you're entitled to two or three Sundays a year, where we don't really care where you are, as long as you're God's connected to heaven. Just say, oh, Pastor Vicky, please, I want to be off the team for two Sundays. Please. Because sometimes people are running on pseudo fuel, pseudo, pseudo oil, pseudo fuel. What's the fuel? So that people won't say, I'm not there. Are you Jesus? The Bible says that Jesus went to a garden where he often retreated. So the garden Jesus prayed in Olusha at the time of his crucifixion, that garden, it was not his first time there. Don't visit a garden just when death is at the door. Have a rhythm of refreshing. Have a retreat pattern. 30 minutes a day, one hour a day, once a week. Chill, just sit in God's presence. Listen to music, listen to preaching, to messages. Expose yourself to psalms and spiritual songs. Listen to the part of spontaneous worship that blessed you three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Or this new song by Enoch. Or Danny's song, Cooper's song, any of the songs by the minstrels in the house that bless you. Just play. Sometimes you can't pray, but play music. Play my message. Just play something in the atmosphere. Sometimes you have no words, but play as we call. That's where that song came from. Sometimes we have no words. You don't have to use words all the time. You know why? Because dumb people pray. How do they pray? In their hearts with thoughts. So yes, there's a place for shouting, but there's also a place for silent sobbing prayers. Tears in your heart. God says, I keep it in my bottle. Father, we give you praise and glory right now. Jovanina Hasilava. Wherever you are, can you raise your hands to God? Every hand lifted. Father, we receive strength from the vertical expression of our identity in you we receive strength lord some of these hands are very tired some of these hands have just tried some hands dragged themselves to the garden of the believers today lord there are many people who are running on empty whose tanks are red lord there are many emotions that have been tested and tried by temptation somebody's about to break somebody's about to lose it somebody's about to fight but you said that we shall receive a due reward if we faint not. So Lord, we ask right now. Lord, for everyone who's, who's so hard-pressed, who can't even speak words again. Father, for everyone who feels so, so down, people who feel like you've forgotten them, people who feel like like you've disappointed them they just don't use the words because because they don't want to be rude Lord minister right now 
in this moment manifest yourself because you're bigger than every bill you're stronger than every obstacle you're deeper than every valley you're wiser than every complexity father hearts that are breaking over those issues i started off with about marriage and money and accommodation hearts that are breaking hearts that are breaking Lord, you're the one who knows the pieces and the shards and the splinters and the cracks and the fissures and the joints. Lord, mold hearts so excellently. Reconfigure souls. Heal completely. Like that song you gave me years ago, the Lamb of God is here. Healing totally. Healing completely. Speak healing over this house. Speak healing over every marriage that is strained and stressed. Over every relationship, even in this place between brother and brother, sister and sister, brother and sister. People who feel like they are in the house but not connected. Feel detached. Stitch us back. Bond us back. Hold us back. Manifest in a language that everyone here understands. So the one who recognizes the burning sensation in their palms, let them experience that. So the one who feels goosebumps, someone who just needs a sign, not like you move in signs. Lord, give them what they need. To just help somebody tide over the edge and breathe again and leave again and dream again and fly again thank you father In jesus name we pray glory to god see glory to god anybody refreshed today anybody strengthened today hallelujah generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.